Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host today. And today on the show, we have Haley Johnson, who's going to share her story, her strength, her, her everything, and about her family. So we're thankful to have you on the show today, Haley. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me on the show. And where are you calling in from? Sheffield, South Yorkshire, England. Awesome. You're a mom of four. I am indeed, yeah. And um, your eldest daughter is eight, diagnosed with ADHD, awaiting assessment for autism spectrum disorder. She is and indeed, yeah. Your five-year-old ha- also has ASD, and your husband recently had a tragic accident that uh took his eyesight is that correct that's correct yep wow and your six-year-old daughter has health issues as well but you say that life is hectic yet it's amazing can you tell us about that it's very hectic but i wouldn't change it for the world my kids teach me so much of life and there's so many more people worse off than me so i just wake up every morning and I get on and do the jobs that needs to get done, make sure that my kids are happy. As long as they're happy, then I'm happy. That's great. Well, Naked Parent Nation, just in a few minutes, I had to talk with Haley before the show. It was an inspiration for me, uh, reminded me to smell the roses and count my blessings. So I think you'll get more of that as we talk with her today. Can you tell us a little bit about the first time you thought something was different with your first child or when you knew something was supposed to be? I would say she was really young. She started walking really young. She was like before she was nine months old. And the moment she started walking, she was running everywhere. She never stopped. She climbed. She was a complete ball of energy. We couldn't settle her. And we found that she had to do things a certain way. If things got changed, she didn't like it. She couldn't cope with it. It just got worse and worse over the years. She was fine at nursery the first, but she didn't get into the school that she was at nursery at. And the school that she did get into, she was severely bullied. She has a bowel condition that she takes medication for. And she ended up with severe um, diarrhea all the time. Wow. We drew her from schools and got her into a new one. And they've been fantastic. But the speech therapist, because she has to have speech therapy, they actually said they couldn't work with her anymore because she had no concentration skills. So they referred her to a paediatrician who then um, referred her to neurodevelopmental team who diagnosed her with ADHD and said it was really severe and said no therapies would help. So medication was really the best way to go to try and help her at school which I was all for, anything to help her with her education. You know, it's the most important thing. She is 
at least two years behind all her peers. Mm. And they did say if there was anything else, the medication would then bring that through because the ADHD would be under control, which it has done. And finally, this year, they agreed to put her on the waiting list for an ASD assessment that I've Mm. been fighting for for about 18 months now. She's the most inspirational child ever. I learn so much from her every single day. We have to be careful because she's very, very violent. She snaps in a split second. And if we're not careful, obviously, one of the younger children can get seriously hurt. Um, But she tends to take it out on me because she knows that I'm her safe space. She knows that no matter what, I'm not going anywhere. So I take all the brunt of it, unfortunately. Her school has been fantastic. They've got her onto an alternative curriculum. So she's doing work at the level she can cope with. They've put her in a nurture provision so that she, when she transitions from playtime back to class, she can go to nurture provision um, to help get her into, ready for the transition. And they've just helped me apply for an educational healthcare plan as well. Wow. So, and the educational psychologist has done an assessment and they think she's got a processing disorder. So they want her to see a neurologist. Huh. assessments as well now is it difficult to get the asd assessment where you live it's very difficult yeah because they said they suspected she had asd anyway but the adhd was so predominant they said we need to get that med under control first as best as we can and see what she says and even school said no there's definitely something else because she can't cope with so much But the forms got lost during COVID Mm. and I've had to chase it all up. But yeah, it is quite difficult. I know lots of people that have waited four, five, six years to get an ASD assessment. Wow. And I I know a lot of people that have been told, no, they're not autistic, sent away. And they've had to keep fighting and fighting and fighting for it. Mm. But I also know some people that have had the assessment within 10 weeks of being put on the list. Wow. It swings in roundabouts, unfortunately. Is it a funding issue? I think it is. And it also depends on if you go to the child and adolescent mental health or if you get referred to pediatricians. I think a lot of the child and adolescent mental health just say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong and throw them, to a, throw them back out there again, whereas pediatricians tend to look at the actual child and sit down and speak to the school more and things like that. They're the ones that send us for blood tests and for genetic testing and things, and they're a lot more better. So it just depends on where you get referred to, unfortunately. I was lucky. It's so tough. I mean, it's already difficult to begin with and then to be fighting for things like that. I feel for you. Is she happy or is she... You know, you said she has a violent streak. Does she have happy times? She does, but she can't regulate her emotions, if that makes sense. So we never know if she's happy or sad. Mm -hmm. So, for example, she could come running at me at school and look so angry. And I'm like, what's happened? What's happened at school? She's like, oh, no, mommy, I'm happy. But her face just doesn't show it. It shows she's angry. It shows she's sad. So she has no way to tell us exactly how she feels, but she does have happy moments. If she does get angry and she lashes out, she'll be laughing because she doesn't know that it's inappropriate to laugh at that particular point. Wow. 
so it is really difficult and we, it's so hard for us to try and figure out exactly how she's feeling but we use like emotion cards to try and help her it doesn't always work but we do our best you know yeah um, but yeah she is happy but she she just can't always show it unfortunately and how are you supposed to deal when she takes it out on you what well how have you learned to deal with that if it's only a moderate um situation then i take her up to a room and i let her thrash it out up there i know she's safe and then she usually comes down and she calm once she's calmed down but if it's a very, very bad attack of it, unfortunately. I have to bear hug her and literally physically make sure that she can't get hold of me to bite me and things like that. And I usually sort of like sit her on the floor, bear hug her, tell her it's okay, tell her I'm always here. And when she's ready, we'll sit down and we'll calmly find out exactly what's the problem. And usually I know when she comes out of it because she's like, all I wanted is a hug. And I says, and I just say to her, darling, at that particular time, I tried to hug you. You pushed me away. I had to wait for your time to be ready. It's not easy, but the hardest ones is when I have to bear hug her to stop her from physically biting and pinching and kicking and punching everyone. Sometimes I don't know where I get the strength from. I just do it. <laughs> Does she realize what she's doing after? No. She doesn't she she sometimes sees the bruises and she wants to know where they've come from. But I haven't got the heart to say that it was from her. So uh -huh. I just think, oh, well, mummy's probably just banged herself. Really? Mummy bruises a lot. It's fine. And she gets upset thinking that she's I'm hurt. And I'm like, no, it doesn't hurt. I'm fine. It's okay. Because she has to go through so much anyway. I can't sit there and say, you caused that, darling. That's all on you. Uh, and how does this affect uh, your other children because you say that you respect your five-year-old daughter has ASD as well yes yeah, I think she's copying a lot of the anger um as well so we suspect she's got ASD because she has likes to have everything in a particular routine she has to go to school wearing full school uniform whether it's snowing 90 degrees or you know anything she has to have a cardigan and a coat on but we think she's also copying her sister's aggression. So she'll just suddenly lash out and then laugh about it. And we don't know if it's because that's how she actually is or it's just because she's copying her sister. So it does have an effect. And her six-year-old gets quite scared when she gets very volatile like that and she starts crying and that. So we try and keep them out of the room. My husband, up until he lost his eyesight, would take them upstairs play with them, talk to them, and try and calm them down. Now I just tell them, look, darlings, go upstairs. I'll, it, we'll, I'll come and get you when everything's calmed down. It's okay. It's, you know, it's just Renesme being Renesme. And we love her for it, you know, but we have to let her go through the motions and we have to, have to let her be herself. Wow. And they're fantastic. They love her to bits. They wouldn't have her any other way. Hmm. What's something that you wish you knew then? that you know now? Like, have you learned anything along the way that you wish you knew in the beginning that you would have done differently? Yeah, like some of the tools that can be used, like the now and then boards, the preparation boards so that she can get ready for school in the mornings and things like that. If I'd have known about that some a few years ago, it probably would have made life a bit easier 
now because we could have had them implemented already it doesn't mean it's going to be any easier but we could have had some things in place already rather than just find out these things from an educational psychologist in an EHCP plan. Where, where are you learning these things from? From some groups on Facebook I'm part of, some autism groups and ADHD groups. A friend of mine, her eldest son's got autism as well, and she often gives me some decent, some good tips. And she's really supportive because she can see her son in my daughter Mm. So she can be like, this is how we tried it. Maybe try this and give me some ideas and pointers. But it's really hard because she masks a lot at school. So they don't see the massive aggression. They don't see all of that. They see the scattiness. They see the strict routines and they don't always see everything else. They don't see that she can't regulate her emotions. Wow. So having the, if I'd have known that I could use these picture cards to help her and things beforehand, I could have maybe got school to help me and implement it at school more as well. And how do you take care of you? I mean, this is a lot to take on. Well, I have health issues as well. I have an autoimmune disease. I eat as healthy as I can. I make sure that I'm eating regular meals, um, make sure that I make sure eat with all the family so that they can see that we're a family and we're one unit. Mm-hmm. And I take time for myself. So, when the kids are at school, I have one day a week where I go to the cinema with a friend and we watch whatever films out at the time. And I do a um, health walk with another friend of mine as well because she's a fitness trainer. So she comes and I do an hour's health walk with her. It sounds like you have a good support network. You mentioned that you have a good support network. It's a big deal to have. It is. If I didn't have that, I don't think... I would probably be as strong as I am. And it's been really grateful since my husband lost his eyesight through severe stress in in New Year's Eve because I knew that I could contact them and say I need that extra help. And I've also learned to ask for the help as well, whereas before I probably wouldn't have done. But I think I had to because I couldn't keep running around after the school runs, nursery runs, come back, see to my husband then go and do school and nursery runs again. I had hospital appointments myself. So having the support network has been fantastic for me. A lot of this is, you know, uh, parents find themselves isolated when they dive in and take, you know, start advocating for their kids. Do you have any recommendations for someone who doesn't have any uh, support network? Like how did you acquire some of these different friends or groups? I definitely speak to the school because they are always open to help you and offer support and Facebook groups. If you think your child's got something, join the Facebook group because they're all in the same situation as we are. There's lots of people out there that haven't got family around, haven't got friends because their children, because they don't understand their children. And we're all in the same boat, but definitely contact school. And if you're in England, we have what's called Ascendias Company which is for special educational needs and you can contact them and they can help you with a caseworker. We also have multi-agency support teams as well and they can help. Nobody should ever feel like they're alone. They're not. There's thousands of us out there and all they have to do is just say, I need someone to talk to, even if it's on a Facebook group or school, because there is always someone there, even though you don't feel like there is.
Yeah. So Naked Parent Nation, if you don't have support, reach out, you know, get on Facebook and find a group and introduce yourself. This show was created to bring us together so that we can support one another because it's a lot easier together than it is alone for sure. Definitely. For sure. So what's something you're excited about as it relates to your kids' life and growing right now? I've just applied for my provisional driving license. So hopefully I will get that and I'll start learning to drive because my eldest daughter can't go on buses and trams and things. So it will make our lives a lot happier and easier once I start driving. How cool. Are you nervous about that? or? I am, yeah, because my dad died as a result of a car crash. So oh, wow. I'm 40 and I've never had a provisional license. So because of that fear, so I'm quite excited to actually get it and get over my fear. Overcome the fear. That's great. Good, yeah. good for you. Good for you. We do like a little lightning round where we ask some questions. You give like a one word or one sentence answer. Are you up for it? Yeah. Was that gets us through some questions so people can hear your thoughts. First, what's the best advice you have received? Never give up. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. Take time for myself. What's next on your list you want to add for your individual well-being? Learning to drive. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Being a, a driving, definitely driving. That's an exciting. Um, yeah. That's exciting. So any aha moments like? Yeah. Basically, understanding my daughter's, some of my daughter's triggers, I learned that um, buses and public transport was definitely a big trigger. Really? That was a big moment for me, yeah. And that's COVID that's done that. Really? Yeah. And then how did you learn that that was? She doesn't like the masks. She can't cope with them. They scare her. Obviously, now we don't have to wear masks so much now. She still won't go on a bus. Uh -huh. So. It's being around crowds of people and being on buses and being in enclosed spaces. And if I look back, she's always been like it. So for me, that was, oh, yeah, it's buses and public transport she doesn't like. Is there any guidance that you can think of to share, like something you talked about or just something that's on your heart for other parents that are out there? Never give up on them. Never give up on your children. They are the most inspirational children in the world. And I learn new things from her every single day. And all you have to do is just look at them and listen to them. And you'll learn so much. That's awesome. I think your uh, the quote that you shared that was your you know favorite quote that you sent in was life might seem hard now, but there's someone out there who has it worse than you. Keep going. You got this. Yeah. My nan used to say it to me all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's kind of stuck with me. There's always someone else there worse off. You know, just pick yourself up. You know you're not the only one. You're not the worst off in the world. There are so many worse off in there. Yeah. Well, you have a positive uh, vibe about you. And um, I feel that. I feel inspired by talking to you. And I appreciate you taking time on the show with us. And I hope you stay a friend of the show. and. We can touch base down the road and just kind of keep doing this together. Definitely. Thank you so much again. And I wish you and your family all the best. And you're your driving. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. Uh, have a great day. And you. Good Bye -bye. night. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. 
If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.